Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kyle, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. Thank you so much for, for all the support. When the Traders was announced, I was so happy that you, both Danny and I were so happy that you were a part of it because I feel like astute Bravo fans understand your contributions to reality TV over the years. And I loved seeing you amongst so many legends in the genre like Brandy and Kate and Ari. How did it feel to get the call and to be the first Summer House star to, <laughs> to star on the Traders? I mean, look, it was an honor. Um, I mean, that's the short answer, the, the more long winded answer. I at first almost turned it down because I was days away from going to film winter house. And, you know, if you've watched winter house, uh, there's not much time to do any work. And so, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of was like, listen, yes, we drink lover boy in winter house. And it's a, it's an easy thing to justify for my team as to why I'm taking Amanda and, and taking two weeks to go do this show. Um, Traders was just like, yo, it wasn't even clear if I could have my phone. It was another two weeks. You know, uh, uh, I think we filmed it in the first half of May. You know, so I, I, at first I was just like, I, I'm overwhelmed and I, I don't want to compromise or jeopardize my business. But um, one of my executive producers said, Kyle, I think you're going to regret it. I think you should give it a shot when you're, you know, when you're a little more clear headed, you're back from winter house and you can understand the opportunity. And so when I came back and they pitched me on it and we talked about the concept, I was just like, this is TV gold. Oh, mm -hmm. it, it has all the makings. And I also just thought how cool would it be to be a part of the very first season? Right. Cause I don't watch Survivor or Big Brother or any of those competition or challenge based shows. But, you know, when you when you're the first to do it, you don't have the tapes to study. And it's the real challenge. Right. It's 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 new. And I was just like, we're going to set the bar um, for everybody that, that follows us. And I was just like, that's exciting, you know. I also love to the visual of a Bravo lab trying to justify their PTO time because it's very relatable. Just like, ah, like just worried over the email. Like, um, I think dot dot dot. So we're very glad. I know, I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> that the PTO worked out. And I also love too that you kind of probably appreciated being able to be in a show where the drama is less about everyone shouting about things in your actual life. You can kind of just detach and get into like this complete different mindset secluded from everybody you know do you feel like you got to like showcase different 
sides of you that you haven't really been able to do on Winter and Summer House? No, absolutely. I mean, like that was another thing that that one of my producers said. They're just like, look, all of the drama and the storylines in Summer House and Winter House revolve around everybody's like personal life, right? It's you have to let your guard down. You have to be vulnerable because this is very personal. Um, and this, you know, you you if you're one of the 10 people that have never been on TV before, you can actually come in and lie about who you are and what you do for a living. And if you have kids or not, like it's very much about the game, the strategy, um, you know, and, and if you're a good judge of character and if you have good social skills and it's way less well, I mean, almost entirely not dependent on, you know, your personal life and any kind of like actual personal drama. Now, don't get me wrong, like people's true um, characters and personalities come through. In fact, without the drinking, without the booze, now it's really about like what you see is what you get, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I just looked at it as an opportunity to kind of get out of the, the little Bravo world that I've, I've been living in and kind of show another side of me. Cause I'm a smart guy. I am. Um, I think I got, I think I said I was calculated. That's just like a word they use in the teaser, uh, the teaser. Um, you know, I, I had said that I was calculated in one of my confessionals on the traders. And, and then I think Lindsay picked up on that, but oh, she um, did. yeah, what, what I was kind of getting at is it's a time and an opportunity to actually showcase your strategic thinking. Like it's not about the party. It's not about the drama. It's not about your, you know, your friendships, your relationships. It's about, you know, coming in and kind of assessing and sizing people up. It was still about your mullet though, a little bit because Kate and Brandy had some thoughts. Can we get, can we get a little, a little turnaround? Oh, it, uh, it looks so good. I, I mean, committed I now. think it looks better in person. Okay. I, I love it. I think it looks great here on this Zoom, Kyle. It's funny, uh, we were mentioning Brandy. When we spoke to Brandy right before the Traders premiered, she applauded your people skills and your social skills specifically. And she was like, that's why Kyle made it as far as he did, because he just has kind of like a way of, I don't know, making people fall in love with you. You got that charisma factor. <laughs> was that part of your strategy? It's also naturally who you are. Right. I, I was just like, listen, I'm just going to go in and be myself. And if you take the party element out of it, which is what most of my shows have revolved around, you'd almost have an easier time seeing, you know, who I am. Like people that work with me or, you know, inter, you know, get introduced to me professionally, can't even believe who I am on the weekends. I'm like, yeah, I live like this, uh, this, this multiple personality lifestyle. But at the end of the day, like I'm a hard worker and the, the, this this kind of allowed some of that to come through. Um, I only wish I lasted a little longer because we started as a cast of 20, right? And quite frankly, it's really hard to have intimate strategic conversations with people that you trust because you're always just looking around your back. There's just people are popping in and out of rooms. And despite how big that castle was, only part of it was truly rigged with surveillance just because that was what was manageable from the production standpoint. But what that also meant was the first half of the show where there's twice as many people, there's fewer spaces to go. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. That was really hard. You could see me kind of frantically trying to cover my basis when I found my <laughs> name was on like the chopping block. Um, so, yeah. And I love to that because obviously, I, I don't know if 
Peacock expected to be such a success, but it is like literally like, I think they even said like one of the best shows that ever aired from them from a performance and like review standpoint. So I'm so glad that we ended up getting a reunion for you guys. How did you feel about the reunion unpacking? I'm glad we got to see uh, Kate get, get some peace against Ari a little bit because they, I and well, this is what we love about Kate Chastain. She knows how, she's not going to let someone get off easily. So I'm glad yeah. she kind of uh, said it to Ari. How are your takeaways from the reunion too? Yeah, I mean, like, keep in mind, yes, Andy was our host. Um, this was never going to be, like, a, a true, like, Bravo reunion that's filmed over the course of, like, six, eight, ten hours. I think we we kind of talked about what we needed to talk about. I would have loved for there to be one little opportunity for me to, you know, get some credit for figuring it all out. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You you did early on. You knew. You knew. I mean, look, like Brandy was on to some of the same people too, but that was we were early on. It's just chaotic when you're throwing names. When what I was in the process of doing was really trying to hatch a plan because I think what my own castmates forgot. You can't just come in and lay out like here are the traders. You there's no checkmate on the game of traders. In other words, it's a minimum of three three moves if there's three traders. And so when I started piecing it all together and trying to figure out who I could trust and how I hatched the plan to one by one by one, like I was always a hundred percent positive Christian was a trader, but his name never came up at the round table. So you don't want to like spark confusion or and chaos by throwing another name out. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're like a fly in the wall, which is definitely a, a a common strategy. Another reason, you know, just throw a name out, right? Like everyone's just trying to like, Hey, as long as it's not my name, like we're good. Let's move forward with this round table discussion. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I just wish I, I could have had a little more time to put it into motion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, did you and Brand because you said that you and Brandy were kind of like brain chat a little bit and we know she couldn't make it to the reunion. Have you been in touch with her about you being like, we were we, we were so on it or anything like that? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like immediately. Uh, I mean, the one thing that threw me off because I, I I thought it'd be too obvious if Kate and Brandy were traitors just because like of who they are on Bravo. Um, I, I felt like that'd be kind of ridiculous to be typed it almost like they'd be typecast as a trader. So I, I felt like I could trust them. They were riding hard in the paint, you know, when they thought Michael was a trader. And granted, Michael did a lot of things that tipped <laughs> people off that were suspicious, um, you know. And so I kind of jumped on board with that, but then regretted it because it was a huge distraction. But, um, you know, I think immediately upon exiting the game, I, I was on the phone with both them and just kind of talking it out because we didn't have our phones until either one or got the got the boot. Um, so it was fun to catch up and like I filled I filled Brandy in um, the best I could. Obviously, Kate was still playing. Yeah, against her will. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watching the reunion, Kyle, I started thinking to myself, like some of these people, especially the dudes, because there is a shortage of bros on the current season of Summer House. I feel like some of the contestants or competitors on this season of The Traders would thrive in the Summer House. If you could bring someone into the Summer House fold, Christian, Cody, Michael, like who who would you like to have in the house with you? Oh, man, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, like. For whatever reason, maybe it's because New Yorkers are very career driven and guys, you know, are are a little more, you know, they're not as likely to like, hey, I, I want to build up an Instagram following so I can hawk some skincare line. Like they're, it, it, it's just harder to find guys that are willing to open up. Um, but on traders, you know, we didn't, we had less of that problem. You know, we obviously had a bunch of people that have been on TV too. Oh, who would be the best summer? I mean, I like, I love Cody. I think he gets it. He's a New Jersey guy. So he's not far from like the work hard, play hard lifestyle. And, and, um, he goes down to the shore and appreciates a good lover boy. He was actually love a bathing suit too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good looking guy. He looks good in a bathing suit. He was drinking lover boy before we even got cast together, which was cool. I was like, respect brother. Um, you know, Ryan, Lochte, and I just would just take turns <laughs> trying to make each other laugh and the rest of the cast laugh. Both those guys, Ryan's married with kids. Cody's engaged. I know the producer's like, give me some fresh meat here. You know, Christian's a character. I mean, you know, he he's just like, he's like firecracker. Um, and if Christian came to the house, he could bring Geraldine because now they're kind of a thing. I know, who would have thought? That? that was total news, I think, to almost everybody on the cast at the reunion everyone, everyone was like what <laughs> i kind of love it wait and Some i traders do, love yes <laughs> and evan i do love you saying that summer house needs a few more guys because i did have a moment of laughing last episode when it was you and chris just playing like connect four together. oh you don't, you don't even know like we did actually go to a brewery but i'm sure they were just like well, this is getting cut. Uh, you know, I'm not supposed to talk about the scenes that don't get cut, but this was just funny. It was innocent. It was just two dudes drinking beers. I'm like, like, I'm like, I know enough about filming that I'm like, we need a little more activity here. <laughs> right now, Kyle, as, as the first Summer House star to compete on tra- on the Traders, I think you are obviously a trendsetter. Um, and you're inspiring other summer house stars to possibly get in on the action because Danny and I, we recently did a live show for the podcast in New York City. Lindsay Hubbard, your your good friend, participated. And she said that she and Carl are campaigning hard to get her on the next season of The Traders. How do you think Lindsay Hubbard would fare on the show? And would you cast her as a traitor or a faithful? Yeah, it's kind of funny because she never once has told me about her aspirations to, to go on it. You'd think... Well, there's a common topic to bring us together. Um, look, I think that uh, she she probably would be pretty incredible. I mean, she uh, very good at spinning things. Um, she's very good at looking after herself. Um, you know, and I think that she'd be able to certainly look behind her back. Um, look, I think it, it does take a certain type of person. She's a dynamic individual. Like she... She can turn it on and win you over, you know, when, when she needs to. And then she can kind of dispose of you when she doesn't. <laughs> so like that's, those are some trader qualities if I don't, you know, if I'd say so. So, I mean, look, 
Um, we have a, a, a fairly complicated relationship at the moment, but I would absolutely, you know, em- endorse her going on it. Um, I, I think she'd be really good at it. Carl might have to go with her because I don't know if they could be apart for 10 days. From the looks on their Instagram, I think they are always linked up. I think it would be uh, an interesting <laughs> an interesting time for Carl to kind of um, uh, get lost in his thoughts. But um, yeah, because you're not you're not really allowed to be on. You occasionally get a burner phone to like call a loved one. But like it's literally like you're incommunicado. Oh, how did did you ever get to uh, chat with Amanda on a burner phone? Yeah, yeah. or Loverboy HQ? Because I, I sometimes you love business. I know I did have to like reserve the right if I have like a business emergency, like I need people to be able to reach like the producers. Um, so yeah, I was able to connect with Amanda on occasion. The days are long, so like you get back to the castle, uh, you, you know your room, and I mean it's midnight, so it's what six a.m. or five a.m. You know, they gave us this little piece of crap Android phone that like is completely, <laughs> it's like useless. It's like, you, it Retouch. might as well be like a corded phone. <laughs> How did you deal with missing Amanda? I'm sure that was tough, especially like in your first year of the, the newlywed. Our first year of marriage. We also, that was, we were probably five months into having our dogs. And the real kicker, our wedding episode aired when I was in Scotland. No. Yeah. So that was, you know, we, we kind of rushed to watch it so we could film the reunion. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, how, like how much you guys know how that works, but like we filmed the reunion obviously before the season ends. Uh, so you have to like watch like kind of some rough cuts of these episodes. So I saw this like rough cut of our wedding and I wasn't even with Amanda when I saw the rough cut for the reunion and then I wasn't with her when it aired. So that was, I think that was like the the hardest part of it all. But I had so many cast members with like kids. So I, I was like, I can't complain. Like I, yeah. Right. Well, it was interesting during the reunion. It seemed like everyone is having babies uh, on the cast. There's something in the water. And I know that you and Amanda ha- are, you know, going through your journey um, on your path to becoming parents. How, how are things currently? It was, um, it was heartbreaking to hear Amanda open up about her health concerns on this last episode. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's obviously a lot more to it than, than kind of what made it into the episode. You know, she, um, I, I think that she's getting a lot, I, it breaks my heart. She's catching, catching so much from trolls about her weight. And it, it, you know, people are like, well, you're missing your period because you lost so much weight. It's like, no. So like if she didn't make, if this didn't make the cut, I'll set the record straight. Yes. Going off birth control causes you to lose weight. It also causes your hormones to go out of control. Like you're a teenager. She has always had like, you know, great skin. She was breaking out. Like she, like she was in high school right up until when we went to film the uh, winter house. And so she went on some medication that Paige had been out actually and recommended. And I can't remember the name of it. it begins with an S. It's not Accutane. It's actually, uh, it's a medication where the byproduct happens to be clearer skin. Oh. Um, I forget. It's like skinolactin or spirolactin or I don't know, something, whatever it is. Okay. But one of the side effects was it also caused her to lose some weight. I don't think it's a common oh. um, 
side effect, but it was like a two-fold kind of weight loss that she had zero control over. Um, and so like she was dealing, like I feel I give her so much credit because I don't think I could have filmed with like the acne that she had. And 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 some of that kind of persisted into the summer, you know, and you'll see some scenes where you know you can kind of see some rem- you know, remnants of it. But but yeah, I mean, I watched that scene. I I, I know that's a little more complicated than than what you saw. And it, it was tough because she's going through the weight loss. She's going through the acne. And then, oh, oh, by the way, what's going on with like, you know, her, her menstrual cycle and, and like yeah. her fertility, you know? Right. So I don't want to spoil anything, but like, I'm so glad the girls, it all kind of started at that tea brunch, whatever the heck we call that event um, where the girls are like, yo, you know, this is, this could be serious. You need to go talk to a doctor because Amanda will, she's definitely the type to push things off, particularly if she's mm-hmm. nervous about mm-hmm. what she might learn. So yeah. I was so thankful for, for friends like Sierra to really kind of take her under her wing, um, you know, to start trying to understand what was going on. Well, that's why I feel it was good. Sierra went right into nurse mode. I feel like where she like put down her teacup and she's like, no, we need a, and I was like, she was listing all these like medical terms and I was like, okay, she means business here. And what upset yeah. me, because Danielle was giving her a lot of support there. And we see in the teaser for next week, me and Evan, literally before you jumped on the Zoom, we were like, why did Danielle randomly say she doesn't trust Amanda? Like, when has Amanda ever not trusted her? Yeah. And then I also love our mullet boy riding for his girl so much. You, you'll you'll see. It's, it's complicated. I think that... I think Amanda got upset because, to your point, I mean, she's like, what have I done to, like not earn your trust over the years and but but in true danielle fashion the root of this this fight is not danielle it's it's Lindsay, and so that'll play out it it was definitely i mean i've I've, i'm hoping this was the culmination of my losing losing my cool and storming off um you know you know because this we finally get off the lover boy topic you know, and then boom, Amanda felt attacked. And then somebody lied about some text messages. And that was when I, I would just lost it. Like there's one thing that I can, I cannot stand for is habitual liars. So your delivery of actual a-holes and actual bitches. Like it's so good, Kyle. It is absolute uh, husband goals. Like I'm showing I know, but I, I, I do. I, because of this show, I've realized I've got some real anger management issues. It might make for good TV, but like in those moments, it has nothing to do with alcohol. I almost like black out and I just, it's like truth serum and I give it to you. And sometimes it ain't going to be pretty, or sometimes it's going to actually be like inappropriate. Like I did not mean to, you know, talk about Carl's past the way I did, but my frustrations had just bubbled over. Like I, I was... I was like, Maya, just before the cameras caught that conversation, she told me that like Carl and Lindsay had been talking about Loverboy with everybody the first weekend. And I was like, I was hurt. You know, so sometimes it gets the best of me. And like, that's when you see me in, you know, Kyle kind of storm off the reunion stage kind of state of mind. (laughs) The storm offs almost happen. And I feel because it's interesting that you're like looking like you're like about like, 
the rage and anger, it almost is always you defending the things you care about because it's usually yeah, like about your business yeah. or your wife. And it's like, it's not like people are making fun of you. And I'm you're not, like, I'm you not can the take one that like, and this kind of goes back to like when I was a kid, I never got in fights, right? But I will defend myself when I'm attacked or the people that I care about or my business that I've worked tirelessly over like are attacked. And so to your, yeah, I mean, but I gotta, I gotta learn how to do it in a way that it's like, I can be, it sucks when you're right, but your delivery is what makes you wrong. Yeah. Ugh. It was interesting you mentioning that the the crux of this whole Danielle not trusting Amanda, uh, you know, kind of stems back to Lindsay. And right now we are seeing the beginning stages of Danielle sort of entering a new era of enlightenment. Paige kind of points out to her, hey, I don't know if Carl and Lindsay are as loyal to you as you are to them. What was it like watching Danielle go through that process? And it's it, was it kind of shocking to you with like how tense things were with Danielle at the beginning of the season to where they eventually got? Yeah, I mean, look, she kind of came in and, and got right in my business, right? Which that's happened before and I do not react well. I love Danielle to death, but I'm just like, at what point? Like, what do you have to gain here? Mm -hmm. um, I think that Paige kind of hit it on the head. And I don't think Danielle had ever really had to look herself in the mirror and ask the questions that Paige was asking. Mm. I think, and, and I, I don't think that one conversation can be pointed to towards as to like what flipped the script and changed the narrative with between Lindsay and, and Danielle. Because if, if all it took was... Paige asking a couple questions, you know, about a friendship that's six years in the making. I mean, like, come on, don't blame Paige for that. I think the wheels started turning for Danielle. And I think almost more impactful than watching that was watching how much fun Danielle had with the girls at the girls day, like, you know, dancing in the kitchen, having fun, letting her hair down. I, I guarantee you like that wouldn't have happened if, if Lindsay was there. Like, is the vibe in the house different when Lindsay and Carl are not there, would you say, as it pertains to this past season? Uh, I mean, I think you saw it just in that little clip, like that little kitchen scene. I mean, look, I, I, I give Carl a lot of credit. He's still trying to, like, make sense of this kind of new lifestyle where he's still surrounded by people that are drinking and partying, and mm -hmm. he's trying to make sense of that. And then, you know, Lindsay's trying to navigate these – whether it's a friendship with me or a friendship with Danielle, where we've kind of fallen out of alignment for lack of a better way to put it, you know, like, and they're also a couple, but we all have long histories with them as individuals. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not like, it's not like all the past just gets erased because, Oh, we're, we're the, you know, like if I question something about Carl or Lindsay, you know, they can chalk it up to be like, oh, you're not supportive of us. I'm like, it has zero to oh, do. Yeah. So it's, look, all I can say is it's complicated. And, and I don't like there to be people picking sides. Like, and I don't want it to be construed as like, oh yeah, when Lindsay and Carl are there, it's not as much fun. Like we had plenty of fun. Don't get me wrong. But I think early on, like, yeah, the vibe was definitely different with them not there. Um, You know, I think that was only natural. Where do you guys stand today? And do you expect to receive an invitation to the wedding? Is that like, is this, it's not beyond repair or is it like, what do you think? Um, 
No, I mean, like Carl and I are going to meet up again next week. We had a good dinner a couple of weeks ago. Like we're, we know that um, when this kind of stuff airs, it's very easy to, 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 for it to start to spiral, right? It's one thing to live it and film it. It's another thing for it to air and you see things you weren't privy to and you say things in your confessionals that you maybe didn't have the balls to say in person because we we do have a lot of respect for one another. And then you also you obviously have everybody weighing in. So it was like Carl and I wanted to well, I wanted to connect with Carl and just remind him of that. Like, yo, we've been through this six times before. We know that things gets dicey when when these seasons air. So let's just not let our friendship um you know, be compromised as a result. Like, yes, there's going to be things that I hear that upset me and vice versa, but we're still best buds. And we just, we got to remember that when we're reading some dumb comment from someone who knows only what they're seeing, you know? I love hearing that because you and Carl are one of my favorite couples on the show. You guys do have like a long (laughs) history and have grown so much. And Evan put this in my head before he came on. And I don't know if you might get this side at all because now Danielle is unfortunately single. Even though I loved Robert, he looked like he made great meals. Chris, and Evan, Evan texted me. He was like, "Do you think there's a spark between Chris and Danielle? Do you think there could happen? There is chemistry. I see it. Like no one can tell me otherwise, Kyle. Like I really just feel like they have what it takes to be like the next iconic Bravo couple. Wow. And and this is just going off that one little scene. Uh, or no, there's a couple. They um, just have vibes. Yeah. I mean, look, I I saw it. Um, I don't think I saw it in the moment because I knew Danielle and Robert were in a good place and it just didn't, it never would have crossed my mind. But um, hey, I'd ship it. Like I, I love both of them. So, and like, I just feel like Chris needs a win after he struck out with Sierra and Sam. Like, I just, I feel like, you know, third time. And another girl. Star, maybe. Yeah. I know. Well, I think he, look, he, he maybe laid it a little, made it. He might have laid it on a little too thick right out of the gate. But like, if that's who he is, I mean, like he'd probably rather know if there's interest in the first two, three weekends, than like slowly trying to build this up only to have like, you know, your soul crushed. (laughs) Yeah. The newbies really go all in. It's Gabby. Like what time were you born? Because if our stars don't align, we're done. Chris saying, do you want to make out right now? And Sam dating Madonna's new boyfriend or trying to date Madonna's new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like we, we, um, you always hope that, you know, new friends in the mix kind of quickly acclimate and feel comfortable and, and at home and let their hair down. And I, I think we, we got that out of, out of all three of them. And, and that's always a huge plus because, you know, you, you know, you're going to be spending the summer with, 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 with these people and um you want to you want to maximize it you want to capitalize on it you want everybody i always want everybody to have like as much fun as possible so there's as many memories made as possible and um you know when people are there for all the right reasons it makes all the world's difference well i mean with you I'm hoping example, that, your hair down. yeah <laughs> I, i'm hoping that maybe you're able to make some memories with Madonna herself. If Josh keeps coming back to the summer house next season, I love the trajectory of Sam to Madonna, like summer house newbie to the literal queen of pop. What are your thoughts on Josh possibly dating Madonna? Uh, so I, so you're, are you just saying Josh looks like one of her? Uh, no, 
They're, no, like, they're together. Like, they were seen together. Yes. Like, he and Madonna are actually a thing. Kyle, you don't I'm repay so six times? No. I got to start working so many hours on Loverboy. Wait, um, that's amazing. I This is news to me. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I am so, so And I feel obsessed. like Andy probably is, too, because he, he loves his match as well. So well, he, he was a gentleman. Um, I was actually in the boxing class that Sam met Josh. Oh, yeah. Um, they just flashed back to it really quickly and just showed Sam. But like I was there, Chris was there. And um, yeah, they're like Sam just like walked right up to him and like got his number and was like, What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> She's a bold girl. Uh, yeah. but I mean, no one is as bold as Madonna, so Sam might really need to wait a little bit. <laughs> I mean, so, what a what a change in trajectory for Josh. I know. Do you I have know, a favorite Madonna song, or do we have to educate you a little bit? Do we have to send you some links? There's a new one that doesn't even sound like her typical genre that I didn't even know until I like saved the music in Instagram Reels. And I'm like, wait, that's the Madonna song. It's the one oh, like, oh, the, the the beat one, the beat remix. Yeah. Yes. I'm feeling okay. whatever the hell that thing's called. I'm like, this is. I, there's like a, a video where that's the music and Daniel Craig's like dancing and doing like this funny, like, yeah, that's a good one. That, that one is definitely a vibe. Well, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Madonna on the next season of summer house. I feel like we're not <laughs> seeing Oliver on future seasons of summer house after his breakup with Maya. And then Danielle spilled the tea that she thinks that Oliver cheated on Maya. What was your reaction when you heard all of that? Did you see any red flags between Maya and Oliver? Now that we know what we know. Look, I actually really like Oliver, so I, I don't want to like comment too too much here. You know, from what I could see, like they were kind of living slightly different lives. Almost hate to say, kind of like Danielle and Robert. Like their work just took them in different places. I don't know anything about the cheating rumors. Um, you know, I, I obviously knew Maya broke up with with him, but um, you know, I, I love. Robert, just like I love Oliver, like those are two guys that I enjoyed hanging out with. So it kind of sucks when there's a breakup, but such is life. And also you're like, wait, okay, one less reservation for the brewery. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> Soon it's just going to be you drinking just like a mall back alone for boys night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What can you do? Yeah, that was that was a funny weekend where it was just Chris, me and Chris. And then the girl's like, well, we're going to do a little like tea party and you guys should get lost. And I was like, <laughs> You're like all right. You're like, I drink chamomile. Can I stay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, as long as you use some lover boy in that tea concoction, make me proud. Yeah. Now Maya broke up uh, with Oliver. And I know that you ride hard for Maya. Like she is your girl. What kind of guy do you think she needs next in her life? Or is the crew trying to hook her up or just like letting her have a single girl moment? Um, yeah, I mean, like Maya and I definitely had a chance to become closer last summer. Um, you know, when I'm not filming, I'm work, 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 work. So there's very little opportunity for me to like feel like I'm getting closer to people during what we'll call the off season, if you will. Ariana. But um yeah, but <laughs> no, I think I'm starting to kind of understand Maya where I might be able to like play a little matchmaker, but I don't know how quick she's trying to get back into, you know, actually solidifying, you know, relationship. I think she's having her fun, um, you know, from what I'm seeing and, and, you know, I, I, 
you know, if, if, if it was a bad breakup, which I, I haven't necessarily confirmed, um, you know, that might explain some of that, right? You don't just like rush into something after like you go through something. Mm-hmm. Now with Maya being your girl and Carl being your boy, how, wh- what was it like seeing them kind of drift apart? Because Maya recently said that she, ha- she has no more relationship with Carl. Yeah. I mean, it, I'd heard little bits and pieces of, of what had happened. Um, it sounded like it had nothing to do with weed. It, you know, uh, I think everybody that is close enough to Carl, I mean, he might, I, my own like teammates know that he had like a weed pen. So it, it was no mystery that he was like California sober. I think that helps, you know, particularly in situations where people are partying, I'm sure that helps take the edge off. Like you can't fault them for that. I don't know where Lindsay was coming from with what she was saying. I think I've definitely heard like two different sides to how that conversation went in the car. Um, I think it's too bad because I think like, you know, I don't want Carl to feel like, you know, he doesn't have anyone other than Lindsay. Like that's just not healthy. So I hope they, they can kind of reconcile things. Yeah, me too. Well, Carl's lucky to have you. Maya's lucky to have you. Danny and I are so lucky to have you on our reality TV screens, Kyle. And thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. We really appreciate you taking the time. We know you are a booked and busy CEO. Yes. I know. I know. The fact that you took time out of your lover boy schedule to chat with us and entertain us and all of our thousands of questions. Like, seriously, thank you. (laughs) I always love catching up with you guys. Thank you so much for, for all the support. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.